must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, who drink my wine. Plowman, dig my earth. All right, all right. This is Gordon Martinez. The name of the show is American Honor. And this is brought to you by RBN. The call-in number is 1-800-313-9443. And I would appreciate your call. Uh, you might find this uh, discussion um, probably a little mundane because that's all we've been talking about is the Las Vegas shooting. And uh, But here's a little bit of... Uh, insight that maybe you're not aware of for the last 10 years when i worked for the uh, uh las vegas metropolitan police department in the robbery section i was the bomb guy i was the guy that uh that was contacted for anything that had to do with bombs either um uh, just uh threats bomb threats or notes or ransoms or if a device was found, they always contacted me. The guy that uh, would also be contacted, especially if there was a device called uh, or a device found, uh, would be uh, Special Agent Doug Fantasy. And you've uh, you've heard him on the uh, show uh, several times. And uh, but this is uh, just a little history of uh, what was going on at the time. So 10 years ago, or the last 10 years, uh, if there was an incident uh, such as a uh, device or a bomb threat of some sort or whatever, um, they would call me and uh, more than likely call Special Agent Doug Fantasy. Well, the basic principles of how to how first responders uh, react and how they should respond and and things that they should do are just basic principles. It's the same for a uh, a shooting situation like uh, what happened last Sunday. And in watching just about every uh, video clip that uh, that anyone's ever made regarding that shooting, I see some of the basic principles uh, that, uh, and I used to teach the uh, class uh, first responders. Uh, to terrorist bombings, uh, which could also be uh, interpreted as first responders to terrorist shootings, uh, regardless of the uh, of the instrumentality that was uh, uh, that was would be utilized, the uh, the basic principles on how first responders should react and how they should respond and and what they should do with the uh, with the people involved and the victims, and uh, uh, just certain common sense uh, 
things uh, like uh, uh, egress and, and uh, exits uh, for emergency personnel and for ambulances and and uh, emergency services. Uh, they need to be established, or else you're just going to have one big, massive gridlock. You notice that uh, the police uh, were not allowing anyone that was at the concert or had anything to do with the uh, with the uh, crime location uh, to go to their cars. Uh, they were transported over to a remote location, Thomas and Mac, and uh, and then later on they were uh, after they were interviewed. They'd be released, and and uh, you could go forward with that. Well, that's basic techniques. Otherwise, if you were allowed to uh, let people leave and get in their cars, well, all it's going to take is one uh, one mishap, and uh, well, then you're you're done. So it's um, it's one of those kind of things that. Uh, uh, you're going to be talking to today or listening to today uh, the discussion about that shooting from two guys that more than likely would have been called after the incident uh, started to the command post and uh, would have uh, at least had their input, uh, mine and Doug's input, into uh, how this situation should be handled and, and any further insight that... Uh, that should be done. Now, the reason that uh, I'm bringing this up is because, like I said, I've watched all the videos. I've watched all the uh, um, all the information that would be given by our our leaders, and uh, it, it's pretty apparent that there's uh, there's a lot of information that's not being shared with the with the public uh, with regards to the shooter and his associations and and any other associations that uh, may be going on. I mean, if you really want to see a real 180-degree um, uh, uh, mass, uh, go to go to YouTube and just type in, uh, oh, like, a fourth-floor shooter, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and you'll see people have really uh, gone beyond... Uh, with their videos and and uh, information to uh, just kind of like uh, refute uh, basically what we're being told by our uh, officials. You know, I I don't uh, condemn our officials for uh, not telling us everything that went on uh, inside the room or if there were other shooters or uh, if there was uh, other things going on. Uh, because it's still in the investigative process, and it may be for a long time. But to out-and-out lie, uh, that's doing a disservice to everybody. Nobody nobody likes to hear that. If you can't tell the whole truth, then explain why you can't tell the whole truth and basically give a, an overview, a summary, so that uh, people will, will kind of understand what, uh, what went on and the dynamics of, of what is going on. And so uh, the anger that I think uh, is being expressed by uh, all these people, these dissenters, as it were, uh, is the fact that uh, they hate to be considered just stupid in their uh, uh, 
uh, being told one lie after another. Uh, and uh, even the news, even the media, uh, they had to have been instructed uh, to uh, be very careful about uh, interjecting uh, their opinions about uh, what kind of weapons were used and and how could he put up all those uh, uh, mini cameras uh, without it being detected. Uh, and I know uh, the the camera situation, the surveillance situation in those hotels, I, I think just about every square inch is, is covered. So, I mean, why wasn't uh, anybody notified that somebody was putting cameras up uh, or carrying in all those weapons, allegedly? Um, but here you have the news right off the bat, first day, uh, saying, yeah, it, it sounded uh, or this is pretty typical of an AK-47 or AR-15 or M-16 uh, with uh, 223 ammo and uh, 308 uh, ammo from uh, the uh, um, AK-47. Now, nobody said anything about an AK-47. Well, already the powers to be, the people that really control what is going on in our community and what kind of information should be given to our community are not the same people that we see on TV. Like the sheriff, the sheriff should be the one that uh, everything should be pretty well uh, uh, truthful, at least. And his uh, interests, allegedly, uh, won't be for uh, you know tourists to be afraid to come here. And, and so he's going to try and minimize as much as he can so that people aren't afraid to come on over to Las Vegas and uh, entertain themselves and and uh, enjoy our city. Um, this type of thing can can happen any place. And as you know, assurances that this won't happen again, or that uh, uh, nothing like this will ever happen again, uh, because uh, you know security measures are, are such that you know it's a just make it almost impossible. Well, you know, believe what you want, but. Uh, uh, and and I'm not diminishing any any actions by our first responders and the and the people of this community. Man, I'm proud to be part of this community. This is my home. Uh, this is what I've noticed uh, about uh, Nevadans and, and Las Vegas. The uh, when things are bad, uh, basically the uh, the best part of our community. Uh, shows up and and goes to work. Well, I see that Doug is. Uh, on the line, uh, would you would you patch Doug through, please? Hello. Hey, D- Doug, are you there? I'm here. Okay. I don't know if you uh, heard the first part of uh, the uh, broadcast here. I was just telling uh, the the listeners that uh, if this had occurred while you and I were still uh, working together at the, the LVMPD and at the BATFE. Um, we would probably be called upon to uh, man the uh, uh, command post after the incident started, uh, you know, for our input. Uh, one that I, I taught uh, classes regarding first responders uh, to uh, these type of instances. And uh, you were always uh, there whenever there was a, a bomb situation uh, that was occurring in, in Las Vegas. I mean, uh, yeah. you and I were were the bomb guys, basically, yeah. and so why wouldn't they have uh, why wouldn't they have contacted us immediately 
to come on in and to uh, assist in uh, the way this thing, this operation was working. Uh, do you agree? Well, it, it's, if we're still working, you're absolutely right. You get a call, you get rousted out of bed, you get told, I, I've had it happen, whatever you're doing, stop and then go. And then, okay, fine. And, you know, I did. And I always sleep with one, one, you know, one eye open or one ear open. And, you know, my, my, my duty phone was always next to my bed because you get all sorts of crazy stuff that would happen. Uh, it just, you know, you never knew what was next. There's one or two times I saw a huge cordon stuff off, uh, police activity, and I was just driving around, so I called you, you were off, and you're like, ah, don't worry about it, it's only a shooting. <laughs> you're like, okay, well, it's nothing that big. Well, you know, uh, uh, this is uh, what I'm saying is uh, the the listeners and the people out there have an opportunity now to talk to somebody that will tell them the truth. We are not being told all of the truth uh, by uh, the people that are like uh, Sheriff Joe Lombardo and, and his undersheriff, uh, McHale. Uh, we're not being told all the truth. And every time they have a press conference, if you notice, even one of the, the people in the media and even part of uh, or one of the people in, the, in Metro, uh, they always end it by saying, well, it's... Uh, We've got a lot of information, but it leaves us with more questions than answers. Now, that's not a good thing, because every time they say that, if people really think that, well, then the trust level and the, and the truthfulness level uh, is, is just going right down into the dumps. Uh, how I is think, it that... Go ahead. I think you have to weigh, if you're in the operational position, you have to weigh what the public needs to know versus what they want to know. Right. And you have to kind of play that. And if you're running down leads, and, and, and to me, something like this has got to be a multi-jurisdictional effort. You have people running around. You probably have a command post. You have a lead coordinator. They're handing off leads. Go run this down. Find out what happens. Report back. So they've got to run and shoot through everything. And it takes time. And, you know, I mean, I, I understand the press asking questions. That's what they're there for. But... I know you have to weigh the the urgency of, of letting people know. I mean, they have to know they're safe, that there's nobody else running around. It's not like something out of a movie where there's, there's multiple co-conspirators and they're, they've set up devices all over the city or, or like some of the stuff you've seen in other parts of the world where they have one disturbance and that feeds into another disturbance. I, I believe some of the Paris shootings where they had multiple locations going at the same time. And I think the people need to know that they're safe. At that point, the investigation is the investigation. And you can always tell them later. You go, look, this is what we found. Uh, I thought it was interesting a couple of days ago when Sheriff Lombardo came out and mentioned, I think he was radicalized. You know, like, wait a minute. The FBI came out a couple of days prior to that and said, no, no, there's no, there's no links to ISIS. I remember that. Said, yeah, yeah. And you're going, whoops, what, what is this now? And now ISIS is putting stuff out going, oh, yeah, yeah, he, hitched, he signed up with us a couple of months ago. <laughs> We had it uh, you know, we were helping them out, and, and I've seen some stuff on the internet, you're like, so did Sheriff Lombardo misspeak, or did he say something he shouldn't have said? And you know, I usually... Ha having an emphatic, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, spruing out facts rather than uh, maybe uh, something that's still subjective, you know, we're working on this, we don't know if uh, there's any connections yet, but we're looking into that, too. 
Uh, but to come right on out and say, oh, no, uh, there are no connections between uh, uh, this guy, Paddock, and, and, the, uh, and the terrorist groups. Uh, no connections whatsoever. This is a lone shooter. And to me, that's like a slap in the face to everybody. You know, like, uh, listen, you're too stupid to even understand uh, what's going on. Uh, we're going to tell you what to believe and uh, just uh, don't even think about it. I, I think you wind up having to, you would incite the public to think, you know, ISIS has shown up here. And you've had little bits and pieces of that. Uh, I think the uh, Fort Hood shooting was one. But you haven't had the, since 9-11, I think, you know, where you... The, the, you the Fort Hood shooting, ones. that was the uh, physician, right? The physician that yeah, did, didn't kill about 30-some-odd 30, like 30 people? Many magazines as he had in his pocket to reload. But yeah. Yeah. Had, uh, so you, 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 you kind of wait. But usually they come out and say it. I mean, they've done it before where they go, yes, the, this guy did go to Facebook and pledge allegiance to ISIS. And so I don't understand. But I will tell you that if they determined, if somewhere along the way somebody proved that this guy had signed up with, with the ISIS crew, there would be, I don't think Sheriff Lombardo would be conducting the press conference. I think it would be the, spat, the uh, special agent in charge of the FBI field office out there. And that's right. usually a, a, a key indicator of who's still running this thing. So if it's just a big Well, shooting, that's the question. Uh, that's the question that, uh, that's been bothering me kind of uh, a lot, is who is actually running this thing? Because it sure doesn't look like Sheriff Lombardo is running this uh, investigation. It's... It looks like uh, all he's supposed to do is just read a script, and he can't even do that. I mean, there he is, jumbling, uh, stepping on himself. And, um, I mean, it's, it's terrible. As, he is not as polished as Ray Kelly or uh, the other gentleman that was a New York City police commissioner. And Right. And and so, no, I, I think Sheriff Lombardo is, is the way he's conducting himself. It, it's that kind of... Home speaking Will Rogers, like he's a sheriff in like Sparks, and somehow he's been thrust into the middle of this, and, and he's trying to handle it. But I, I would think if the FBI was running this, if they had said, okay, because once they, they classify with a big T, that's it. The FBI will take the lead, and they'll run everything, and they'll give Sheriff Lombardo a few minutes, and then it'll be an FBI uh, public government affairs person or the SAC will come out and give press conferences and things like that. The only city that you'd ever see where there's a joint FBI operation with the local police, where the police commissioner runs everything, is the New York City Police Department. That's the only police department I know of that will go in and they'll have to defer to. And I still think right now this is considered a local shooting. This is just somebody that lost his marbles and they started shooting. Well, that's what they're saying. Uh, that's what they're really? saying. But uh, look at, look at uh, allegedly what all this guy has done. He's uh, he's uh, acquired this big cache of, of weapons. Uh, he's got uh, I don't know how many that have that uh, bump stock uh, that yeah, make yeah. Uh, fully fully automatic. Uh, he's installed mini cameras all over the hotel, inside and out, and nobody has seen him do this. He's. Uh, um, uh, and of course, they can say whatever they want uh, by either demonizing him, uh, demonizing the suspect, or uh, or building him up or, and showing all the uh, the different uh, uh, 
uh, attributes this guy has. He's intelligent and blah, blah, blah. But I read somewhere where it says that uh, he has no military training. He has no no connections with that. And he's just really lucky at the gaming tables. And that's where he got all his money. Okay. I read that he was, in a, he was a special agent with IRS at one point. Well, I didn't read that one. When, no, when did you see that? I had a couple of people that I know on that are retired too call me up and said they read it. Uh, but I think so was he, he in the enforcement end of the IRS or just the admit the uh, I, auditors? That's what I was led to believe. I mean, the guy went on to make a million dollars in real estate, so he can't be that stupid. Uh, but you no. can see his lack of practicality because you didn't need what sixteen rifles in that room. You didn't need sixteen rifles. What do you need going three? In case one jams and maybe one's a one's a long range rifle and the other one's in close and you know you have that all he should have brought up was a, a big gym bag full of loaded magazines and maybe yeah. bullets to load magazine that's all he needed besides his cameras that wasn't a dope I mean there's enough stuff out there that you can read and go oh yeah this is a good idea I mean the guy was smart he put cameras now I thought he put the cameras on like a serving table like one of those yeah. things they roll in your room they put them on yeah the table. He, he had those too. Uh, the, in addition to, yeah. yeah. So it's, know. uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I have a real problem with, uh, trying to believe that this guy was all by himself and that he did all this himself, you know, and, uh, they, without any help. I think that there's, I would say it's not unreasonable to think that they think some, he had help. Because they haven't come out and said, oh, this is just a lone wolf, that's it. Because right. this should have been easy to wrap up and go, okay, the guy had money. He had a house in, what, where was it, Mesquite? Uh, and then he had a house someplace else. And then the Mesquite house, Reno. he had a firearm. Yeah. Yeah, he had one in Reno. And he had a, okay. And he had, you know, he had weapons there. I remember one person on the news saying, well, he had ammonium nitrate. Yes, he did. Oh. Well, you know, he could have mixed that. He could have mixed that. Okay, you know how much fuel oil you would have needed? Okay, he's not mixing that in the sink in the bathroom at that hotel. Right. So, yeah, so what? I mean, you know, the guy had uh, that bump stock. I'll tell you what, there was no bigger commercial for that bump stock and its effectiveness than that incident. Oh, yeah. Normally, uh, it's that bump stock. Uh, I saw something where it said that normally retailed for $123. Now it's over $2,700 for, for one of those things. Oh, sure. Sure, you know, and they should have a picture of the guy, like, you know, endorsed by. I mean, this, I, I you know, this thing should have never been allowed to be sold to the general public. Um, this was a clear circumvention of the National Firearms Act. Uh, this, how ATF counsel allowed this to be approved, other than the fact that it didn't affect the internal mechanism of the, uh, the firing system. But let me ask you this, Doug. Is that part of the requirement that it has to affect the internal mechanism? I mean, is uh, that that bomb stock, like you said, it's not? Uh, it's an external type of thing. It's an ex- that, and that's why they and that's why they allowed it to go because ATF had to rule on it. I think it went back. I think they came out in like 2005, 2006 with that thing. I mean, I remember being at a gun show looking, and and somebody was playing a video. It was a commercial for a piece of metal, some kind of contraption that you would put in the trigger guard behind the trigger, and it would do the same thing. I saw that video where, uh, yeah, just like if you stuck your middle finger in the into uh-huh. the trigger, and the, the motion of the uh, the recoil of the rifle would uh, push up against the, the, well, your finger would push up against the trigger, the trigger would push up against this 
device that was behind the trigger, and uh, it could just keep uh, firing. But they can't fire like that. Uh, you you have to keep the fear down. I mean, there's no. I don't. I don't think you could just keep firing like that. It, it, it's something very strange, and it, it, because it didn't affect the internal mechanism of the firearm, that's why it was allowed to go. Well, I mean, they, uh, if you, if you look at it. Uh, here, this bump stock thing is kind of like one of those things that's it's going to be very hard to disinvent this thing. You know, it's out yep. there. People have bought it. It got approved. And now all of a sudden, it ain't good. So it's going to make a big political statement again now. Now we're going to make a a, a, a big deal about uh, restricting it. And I'm, 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 I'm on your side with this, that certain um, devices should not be uh, in the hands of uh, of this the the general public, but when you start putting restrictions, especially after you said it was okay, you start putting restrictions on something that uh, has already been approved. Uh, you're going to get a bunch of uh, uh, what's the word? Not feedback, but uh, well, yeah, there'll be feedback uh, that's going to be naked. Yeah, pushback. Yeah, I says, well, wait a minute. You know how how did this happen? Uh, wasn't anybody thinking? And like you said, the no. bump stock uh, been around for what you say, two thousand six. Yeah, something around there. So uh, keep in mind that usually attorneys that go work for government agencies were not the B plus A students coming out of Harvard Law School. You get the uh-huh. guys that are coming out, the C plus B minus lawyers, right? And so if they don't, you know, and and. These guys are not, you know, hard chargers. I mean, they looked at the law, and they went, well, this doesn't affect the law. But you've always had this kind of, these people that, that enjoy kind of skirting the law just to. Right. right. Now, I, now I hear you on that. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stand back, look at the whole picture, and since, um, well, I, my, my trust for the police department and for uh, other federal agencies is really gone down uh, pretty much to the drain. Uh, having been working for a law enforcement agency for as many years as I did and having a total of 39-plus years uh, in the law enforcement service, uh, when I see them trying to uh, bamboozle the public again, and the, and the public isn't that stupid, uh, I don't know if you've ever, if you've had a chance to even uh, check a YouTube, but uh, it's just loaded with all kinds of stuff. And it looks like we got to take a break. So stay on the line, okay, Doug? Okay.
are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hey, honey, I'm home. I grabbed a newspaper on the way home. Look at all the news today. Don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda, twisted news, and false information? Honey, this is a national newspaper. It has to be true. Ha! For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Many people write us about their experience with Extendivite. Allow me to read you some from Amazon.com. It really does work like the review says it does. I cannot believe that after the first few days, I didn't feel as sluggish or clogged up. It has had a profound impact on my physical, emotional well-being. I'm skeptical as most people about products and their claims, and I never write reviews. But this is a wonderful product, and I recommend it to everyone. Great product. It has brought my blood pressure from the mid-150s over the 80s to the mid-130s over mid-80s. Along with diet and exercise in just the past couple of months. Excellent. Thank you, David. Tell us your story. Get Extendivite today. Call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom. This is something you won't want to miss. Go to appsapart.com now or call 646-860-9540. That's 646-860-9540. Get the I Can Get 2. That's I-C-A-N-G-E-T, the number 2, silent salesman app at appsapart.com. That's A-P-P-S-A-P-A-R-T.com. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to AROutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AROutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. 
I know I've got you excited. So take a breath, head to aroutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at aroutfitting.com. If the lonely night surrounds you Okay, this is Gordon Martinez. The show is called American Hunter. And it's brought to you by uh, RBN. Call-in number is 1-800-313-9443. And I would just happen to mention about uh, if anybody's checked out YouTube, there's some video clips and videos that people have made that uh, are trying to convince and prove to everyone that one, there was more than one shooter. That uh, two, there was a shooter on the fourth floor. And then uh, the latest thing that I've uh, heard is that uh, there were a couple of lobbies in the um, in the uh, south end of the strip of uh, hotels and casinos that were shot up. Uh, and uh, no one seems to even want to address these things. Now, the, uh, the uh, information... Allegedly is, uh, and I and I use that word rather freely now, uh, by uh, limo drivers, limo drivers that work in the city have for several years, and they uh, they reported uh, uh, gunshots uh, where lobby the lobby of these uh, hotels uh, were actually shot up, but uh, again, uh, when you control the news media, uh, that is controlled like in Las Vegas. Uh, and and Doug brought up a good point that uh, we have to look for our bread and butter, look out for it, uh, because uh, if uh, we can't convince everybody that our city is just as safe as any other city and uh, also just as uh, fearful as, as any other city, uh, because this is something that is, is very difficult to uh, prevent. Uh, now... One of the reasons that uh, uh, Las Vegas is my home and will be until the end of my trail is that uh, uh, when things are are bad, and I was back uh, back in the uh, early uh, in the early eighties, uh, I was on the SWAT team, and uh, the MGM fire uh, occurred, and I think it was like eighty three uh, people were had died in that, and countless others were injured and i saw how the community as a whole came uh, came to be and uh went down volunteering uh, uh whatever they could to help the uh, survivors and uh th- that made me feel pretty pretty good even my uh my ex uh, uh mother-in-law uh she uh went down and and they uh into the uh, i guess uh a triage center for the, for trauma victims and stuff, and offered uh, to uh, be able to start IVs, uh, and uh, she was utilized for that. It's um, it's it's heartening, very heartening to uh, uh, see that this community, and and that's why I like it. This is a good community. Yeah, it's got some trash in it, and uh, usually it's at the at the top level where greed and avarice uh, take over but uh on the whole it, it's it's a pretty good place and uh um anyway getting back to uh 
uh, more uh, conspiracy theories. To me, every time something new is brought up and there's evidence that proves that, uh, yeah, the our, our leaders here have lied to us again and they've uh, left out uh, that part. And I think it's pretty important to, to know if there's another shooter or not or if there's a conspiracy going on and who else is involved. And But um, the... Uh, the lies that were told, all that does is just build up more and more fear, and that's what I think. That's where they want to uh, keep us, right at the uh, at the fear fear level all the time, because then they can get away with things like uh, those intensified uh, searches, uh, like at the airport and and uh, all these security measures. They it takes about what 10, 15 minutes now to get into like the wind because they've kicked up their security uh, efforts uh, so that uh, nobody can come in there and you know with a big stash of weapons uh, so uh, and it's going to get worse it's just going to get worse and people are just they're they're acceptable to this now and uh, I mean I won't fly anymore forget it it's, it's no, no fun for me um, but uh, in order for them to accept it they have to be in that state of fear. And I don't think that's any place to live. I mean, we've had this kind of, of uh, situation uh, for decades. Uh, nothing, nothing's changed. It's just that the news media, uh, with their help, uh, will, uh, will just make everybody just kind of like subservient to uh, uh, the, the word safety and, and safe. So I see where Marvin uh, from Las Vegas is on the line. Marvin, are you still there? I am. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. What's on your mind? Okay. Well, I, I think you were right about Sheriff uh, Lombardo holding back because there's much more to this, uh, to this shooting than he can expose. I had, uh, back in 2001, I had firsthand experience in Reno, Nevada. My brother died in a hotel room, okay? And then um, uh I was called in. And I, my brother was divorced, and he had two teenage boys, 14 and 16 years old. So anyways, I was called in the middle of the night, and he had drowned in one of their jetted bathtubs. And, uh, and then, um, so I was called in. I had flew to Reno from Las Vegas, and uh, I talked to a couple detectives in uh, Reno. And they were really nice, and they were very uh, cordial about, you know, the death of my family. But... Uh, then I started researching about uh, hot tubs and all that stuff, and I found out that the hotel might have been wrong in my brother's death. Now, I, uh, I grant you, my brother did like to drink, and he was he he was over the limit when they found him in the tub. But uh, the tub, the water that goes in those jetted bathtubs, they're not hot tubs; they're just jetted bathtubs. The, the water could that can go in there is 130 degrees. See. And oh. uh, he didn't know, yeah, he didn't know that he was, he had actually filled up that tub to about 114 degrees. And how I found that out is I went to the Reno, the police department, uh, about 18 months after his death and started uh, looking into a lawsuit. And what I did is I asked them to, for the police report, okay? Mm-hmm. And they they sent me the police report, and there I discovered that the water was 99 degrees uh, four four to five hours after he after he was taken out of the out of that tub. So I kind of did the calculations and found out that's how the water was 114 degrees. But this I don't really want to bring that 
too much of that case up. What I'm trying to say is the Reno Police Department was very nice to me, and uh, I asked them for the pictures, the photographs of the hotel room, and and they sent me over, I had to pay for it, and they sent me over 100 photographs of the hotel room, including my brother's body on the floor and all that stuff. And they, they, they photographed everything, outside, inside, every room, everything was photographed. And uh, that's, so I knew exactly what, you know, I knew that, uh, the, you know, everything that was going on in that room. And there was a party with teenagers and stuff, and I want to get into that. But uh, I decided to file the, the lawsuit against the hotel. It was a major hotel in, Las Ve- in Reno, and Park Place Entertainment. And uh, it's now Caesars. Um, and I took it, and it actually went to a jury trial. And uh, it went on for three days in August of 2004. And then I didn't win the case. I put my house up for, for a mortgage, my home up for a mortgage to finance the case. I didn't win. I don't want to get into that. But uh, I decided to write a book about it. And I, and I put everything in the book, the police report, the autopsy report, and the trial, I, I paid for the trial transcripts, and it's all in the book. Everything's documented. And well, I'm not trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to sell the book, but that's that's what I did. What's the name of the book? The book is on Amazon.com or Barnes and Noble, and it's titled "Hidden Death Trap." All right. And you can, yeah, very good. So there's there's a good insight as far as you know what, how the police department handles a, a death in the hotel room for you. So that can give you, and they did an excellent job. They were, the Reno Police Department was excellent. They did, you know, they did everything right. Right, right. Well, uh, you know, the reason I even uh, bring that type of subject up is I have personal hands-on knowledge about how mm-hmm. corrupt the LVMPD is, the administration. And you got a bunch of yeah. really good people that work for the police department, you yeah. know. I mean, I I've listened to your this. show many times, and uh, I've heard you talk about it, and you are correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and uh, when I hear somebody that's in that position, and he is, and several are, other are, and basically all emanating from the Gillespie Mafia, uh, mm-hmm. former. When I see them speaking, well, to me, every word out of their mouth is a lie, so it's very tough yeah. for me to be uh, impartial, but. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just wondering how many people realize uh, how deceptive uh, they are. But yeah. uh, in, in my opinion, uh, Lombardo isn't in charge of this uh, investigation. That's what I think, too. Absolutely. That's why I can compare my case to what's going on now. And so that's not how he handled my case. You know? and, and no FBI came in on it. And, and uh, so I kind of like got a little bit of experience there. Right, right. Well, thanks for calling mm-hmm. in, Marv. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So getting back, Doug, what do you think about, uh, uh, and I know that in in your former organization, that you had some people that were, well, less than trustworthy and uh, less than competent. Uh, What's your feeling when you see them speaking about, uh, you know, certain parts of this shooting? About this shooting? They're yes. reading. Somebody's controlling the information flow, and they're handing people. Uh, uh, they'll just hand them a document and say, "Read this." And I remember sitting when I was still working. I was in uh, my la- one of my last duty stations, and there was a big shooting up in the Seattle area. And 
a woman comes out, and she's an assistant special agent in charge for our Seattle field, and she starts reading, and she gets to something about having a flank vest. And my supervisor, we were both a flank. Together, and he knew, uh, did you say a, and he a knew flank her. vest? Yeah, a flank. Yeah, uh-huh. F-L-A-N-K, like flank steak. And, and yeah. she reads it, and, and my supervisor knew her, and he said, oh, my God. You know, and, and he says, she's a lightweight. And, and she looked like deer in the headlights. And she was, and he talked to her lady. She goes, well, they just handed me this piece of paper, the FBI, and they told me to read it. And so somebody didn't, like, spell check it after auto check, did whatever it did. And so she looked like a boob. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of these people, they're not, they're not coming out with something intergalactic. They have public, public government information officers that will say, okay, this is what we want you to read. Read this. Or like the story, you know, I was just talking about, the FBI told them to read something. So whoever's controlling that, and you know your department better than mine, but yeah, I, I think the sheriff looks a little overwhelmed. I think with something like this, people are running around behind the scenes doing an investigation, and he's just trying to keep them drowning in the information. Uh, I've had cases like that. They were so overwhelming. You had all this help. They were just running around doing stuff, and they would just give me stuff at the end. So, you know, he's, he's, if there's still, you know, like I said, if there's still a lot of meat left on that bone, they're chewing. And I don't blame them for not bringing everything out unless it's a public safety issue. If, if he well, had they, can always, they can always say it's a public safety issue. And the reason that we lied to you at the beginning is because uh, it was an open investigation. And, and, and it's, it's standard operating procedure in an investigation. You always hold back something that only the suspect knows about. And you use that in order to... Uh, uh, test the credibility of your witnesses and your and your suspects yeah. and and, every, and everything else. You always hold back something, but this man, we're holding back a lot, a lot. I think, I think, in their effort to try and feed information to the general public and having press conferences where Lombardo gets up there and he has nothing new to report, you know, since the last time he spoke eight hours before. They'd probably be better off if they just had somebody come up and just give like a statement versus a press conference. If they look, this is what we're working on. We don't really have anything at this time. We'll have a real press conference tomorrow. Right? You know, in, in yeah. a 24-hour news cycle now, everybody's scrambling to get somebody to have some kind of insight on it. And, and you know, I, you know, you get people on there. They don't necessarily know what they're talking about. And so you have people with videos, like you said, that put it on YouTube and, you know, you could see what you look at and go, yeah, okay, I could see that. But, I mean, people, ugh, I hate to rush to, to judge. Uh, those things can be overwhelming. I've never done oh, a yeah. mass shooting. But, but, I mean, you have a large case, and, and you have a lot of hand, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And it, it's it's tough to keep this thing under control. So, right. I, I, you know, I, if they were lying outright, like, it was no ISIS. You can always come back later and say, look, I didn't want to tell you anything because I had to make sure. I didn't want to say it was ISIS when it wasn't. Uh, I have no special insight into this. Uh, but it, it's, you can always come back later. If you say a little bit and then you don't give them anything, they can beat you over the head later and say, look, you know, you told us it was X, but it was Y. Uh, you know, because then they don't want to admit, well, I made a mistake. <laughs> you know, which oh, would be yeah. the easiest thing to do. We well, know uh, uh, the usual Metro screw up uh, right at the beginning, where they uh, gave the wrong license plate of the of a suspect vehicle. I don't know if that was the one that the girlfriend was driving or whatever. And then they had to come back and say, "Ah, oh, we uh, 
we gave you the wrong one before, right? And this is this yeah. is the new one. This is the latest, and and this is more accurate. Now, as something as important as a license plate number, here is the license plate number. Here is the description of the vehicle, and that is splattered all over everything, every news news outlet that they have. And then they have to come back and say, "Ah, oh, we uh, we gave you the wrong license number." I mean, my because. good God. You Remember think somebody could probably uh, double-check uh, their information? I agree with you. Remember the ending of Blazing Saddles, when they ride away, and they're waving goodbye, and you leave the town, and you think this is this whole town, and really it's a movie set on a crane shot, and they go up on a hill, and these guys, they, there's a limo waiting, and a guy takes the horse to get in and drive away. It, it's, you know, they want to put an image out, and when it came down to it, it was somebody probably rushing behind the scenes that wrote it, and didn't check it, like you said, hand it to somebody else, look them tired, take a look at it. Or if they did, they gave it to you, yeah, it looks good to me, and they didn't really read it. And then this is how you happen. You have stuff like this that happens. A flank well, when, that, that when You have leaders that uh, run an organization as big as uh, the Las Vegas Metro Police Department. You should have leaders that have experience. Experience. Okay? Experience is the overwhelming factor when you uh, when you elect somebody, I mean, look at their look at their work history. Look at look at uh, 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 what what they've done, what they've accomplished, uh, their accomplishments, and they're not and they're not just like a, a paper leader. And that's what I I see because I've seen it over the years. The same people uh, that uh, you know they're the ones that set up the reputation for the department. And they don't have the experience that's necessary in order to make a, a or answer a, a logical question regarding a critical instance. Here we are. Looks like we got to take another break, and we'll be back. I'm supposed to get a rest next week. You know that when I want. Working for a living. Working for a living. Working for a living. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. Republic Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom. 
This is something you won't want to miss. Go to appsapart.com now or call 646-860-9540. That's 646-860-9540. Get the I can get too. That's I-C-A-N-G-E-T, the number two, silent salesman app at appsapart.com. That's A-P-P-S-A-P-A-R-T.com. Do you or a loved one suffer migraine headaches? Listen to what scientist Kurt Hendricks has to say. 35 million people in the United States suffer with debilitating migraines. If you or a loved one are one of them, you need to know about MigRelief. Hi, I'm Kurt Hendricks, the scientist that formulated and patented the MigRelief migraine formula. MigRelief is a non-prescription dietary supplement recommended by neurologists, pharmacists, and pediatricians to address nutritional deficiencies in both adults and children over two with migraines. Try MigRelief for three months and see the powerful difference it can make in your life or get your money back, no questions asked. Go to MIG911.com or call 800-MIG-7354. You can change your life today. So if you suffer from migraines, don't wait. Call 800-MIG-7354. That's 800-MIG-7354 or visit MIG911.com. Okay, I'm back. This is Gordon Martinez. Show's called American Honor, and it's brought to you by RBN. And it looks like we have uh, someone else on the line. Let me see here. We only got about uh, three minutes left, and uh, let's see if we can get somebody. Uh, uh, Ken in Texas. Ken, are you there? Yeah. Yep. Yep. What's hey, on your mind? I think that. I think this Vegas thing looks like an attack on a freedom of assembly. Well, that's a different angle. I've never even thought of that. That's what it and, looks like uh, to me. Huh. They, they, can, they can get rid of freedom of assembly and guns and, and don't talk about it all at the same time. They just scratch the whole Constitution out. Well, I can see where they can uh, start putting some no, add-ons. Nobody's coming up with any reason why this happened. Except that's right. the only one that makes any sense to me. Also, what 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 uh, size uh, 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 bullets did they use? Well, see, that's that's up in the air too. Uh, somebody oh, saying that they, they haven't found one yet, right? Yeah, I guess not. I, I guess, guess not. not. Right? Were they, they won't in, come in, into in, it. In, in the uh, woodwork, any place? Well, I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, you, come you on. Me. Well, what if there was two different bullets? That's a conspiracy. Well, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a conspiracy is just more than one. Now, him and his girlfriend, well, that's two people off yeah. the bat. Okay, so it's already a conspiracy. Yeah, it's already a conspiracy. Uh, that's a different uh, uh, the right to assembly, First Amendment violation. Huh. And go ahead and attack uh, and attach uh, any type of uh, gun modifications uh, to it. And uh, I know what they want. They want to get back to gun registration. They want to get sure. back to everybody that's uh, that buys a gun is going to have your name attached to it. Right. So, so uh, yeah, now, you can do a lot of... Was that guy a gun dealer? I'm sorry, say again? Was that guy a gun dealer? No. Not, not that I've read. No. Yeah. It's just your average... Like, you know. Yeah. So, well, that's something to think about. A lot of things can okay, be attacked. Okay, I'm going to let you guys here. go. 
Anyway, uh, getting back to it. Uh, Doug, are you still there? I'm here. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, maybe attack on the, the uh, you know, freedom for assembly and stuff like that. What do you think about that? You know, I, I, I still keep going back to this has all the markings of these terrorist incidents where you had, like in Paris, where you go to these large assemblies and you create maximum chaos. Uh, the legal definition of conspiracy, two or more people, one overt act. I, I think we have an overt act, but, I, you know, you, you need a second person. Whether the girlfriend helped or not, I don't know. Uh, freedom of assembly, I, I, this, this smacks more terrorism. Um, I, I just I can't help but think because that's that's their that's their blueprint. You show up when people are assembling. I mean, how many times do you look overseas? There, they're going to funerals and they detonate a bomb at a funeral and they kill all sorts of people or or a nightclub or you know. They, I mean, post nightclub, you show up at a place where there's a massive amount of people and you just start firing away. It's like going right. fishing in an aquarium. You put a hook in a water, you're going to get something. You just keep firing. I, I you know. I, I really try not to go into that that kind of like expanded conspiracy. But as I remember, right. you were always a big thinker, and I was always the one that had to try and break it back. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for calling in, and no problem. Uh, I hope all our listeners have a good night and stay safe and stay open minded. Uh, this thing isn't over yet. Have a good one. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. aroutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth, truth.